Hey guys, um, welcome to another episode of The Good Fighters. You guys, tonight I'm coming to you with a very um, controversial topic, I should say, with a topic that I feel like a lot of people, mm, I'm not even going to say a lot of people, I just feel like it's a very sensitive topic that some people may shy away from because of its sensitivity, because of the backlash, because of the fact that it can be misconstrued and misinterpreted and uh, manipulated and everything and distorted. And we know that that's the trick of the enemy, the enemy, that it can be that it's, it's a topic that you're kind of taking a risk on to talk about because um, it can make you a target. It can really make you a target. It can um, make you villainized. It can, you know, it's a topic that can make you easily to be persecuted, right? It's a topic that can um, just, oh my gosh, it's just so, it's just so, I feel like it's one of those things that can bother you. You know, it can really bother you. It can make you feel a certain type of way. Uh, It can offend people. It can really offend people, even if you don't have the intentions to. The truth of this topic can really offend people. That's what I want to say. Thank you, God. Um, it's it's sometimes the truth can be offensive. Jesus said, "I didn't come for peace. I came as a sword." Okay, I came to offend you guys because there's some truths that you don't know, and you may not like it it may make you upset it may make you angry but sometimes the truth hurts you know we've heard that before the truth hurts it hurts even me um but um it's just something that we shy away from and we don't like to talk about because it goes against some of our own excuses it goes against um some of our own self-righteousness it goes against some of our own. Um, it just makes us uncomfortable. It makes us uncomfortable to hear. Nobody wants to hear it. Nobody wants to be on the receiving end of it. It just makes you uncomfortable. And it, it almost makes you question how you're living. You know, it, 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 it cuts so deep. You know, God said the word is a double-edged sword. You know, like the... the it's a... It's, it, it, it cuts, it, it gnashes at the heart, it pierces the heart. It's one of those topics that will cut you so deep and have you looking like, oh my gosh, you know, it makes you uncomfortable. There's there's almost an agitation because we know that anger sometimes soothes pain when it pierces your heart and it almost makes you look at yourself like, and, 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 it, and it convicts you so deep. That your first instinct is human to get angry. It's one of those things that just make you angry first before you receive it. You know, it just because it goes at your very, um, you know, it comes after every excuse. It comes after every self-righteous act. It comes after every um, proud feeling of ourselves, just thinking so highly of ourselves and excusing ourselves and pardoning ourselves and giving us, you know, just giving us this type of excuse. Like I said, it, it just comes after that. It, it rips that from under us. It, um, it gnashes, it gnashes at our, at our, um, just proudness. It, 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 it humbles us. It humbles us. It really, uh, it, it tears down every thought of feeling like you are more than you are more than what you are and it reminds you that you are a sinner you are a sinner okay there's you you have you're messed up you know we like to tell ourselves we're perfect the way we are yes god loves us exactly where we are and dang god i feel like we're skipping prayer and i'm going to get to it Yes, you're perfect the way you are, but do not forget that you're a sinner. And there's things that need to be worked on. This excuse that I'm perfect the way I am and God loves me is true. It's true God loves you. He's never loved you more every day that you're on this earth, every day that he gives you breath and your lungs just goes to prove that he loves you. 
but he loves you too much to leave you where you are. And when you have this excuse that, oh, you know, um, this is just how I am and this is just who I am and God's working on me, God's gracing and everything like that. But this message just comes at the it comes at that very excuse that you use every time you commit the same sins over and over again. It comes at the excuse that, um, it comes after that excuse that you, you know, it's okay. And you know, that even though I know better, I don't have to do better. It comes at that excuse. It comes after that excuse because it comes after, it comes after, your pride I, I just think this is something that just rubs people the wrong way because it really comes after your pride but God opposes the pride and opposes means to be in opposition of I think we forget you know what pride is pride is thinking that you you are better than you ought to think about yourself but when you're in a place of humility knowing that I am a sinner there's things I need to work on there's stuff that I need to learn from you God and not only do I need to learn it I have to put it in practice so I'm not just receiving what you're saying and 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 saying how great you are and and you know there's this song called No Gray by Jonathan McReynolds and I love the song because he talks about how there's no gray area he said I don't want to keep going to church singing all about how much you're worth and then continue doing my dirt I don't want to keep doing that I don't want to keep screaming holy 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 and getting this word about what I should do and then continuing to do what I want to do and then using you know using the blood of the lamb is an excuse it's not Jesus he didn't die on the cross to be an excuse You know, he came, he came to give us another chance. Yes, we can be covered with the blood and everything like that. But repentance is to turn. Repentance is not just God, I'm sorry. And then going back and doing the same things over and over again. We've talked about that, but I feel like, and I've noticed that it's like, when it comes down to these things that we have start to identify ourselves with these things that are really not of God, but we have attached it to our identity. We almost feel like God has to excuse it because that's been a part of who we thought we are for so long. And I hope I'm saying this right. There are certain things that we're doing that a lot of us are doing that is not biblical it is not of God and we know it's not but we say because God loves me he's gonna excuse me for this from the day I die because he knows that this is a thing no but you know that it's not right 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 let me pray and father God I just thank you for everybody who's listening to this message and falls under the sound of my voice father God I ask for a hedge fire of protection around everyone's house I ask that this word that you give that they hide it they plant it in a very secretive and special place and you plant it plant it in their heart and it grows fruit father God I ask that you cover them and just meet them where they at father God I ask that you pierce their hearts father God I ask that you go to the deepest of places that they may want to cover up father God I ask that whatever conviction that they get from this message father God may they put every word into practice father God I ask that after this they come to you they seek you and they say father God what what is it that you want from me what is it that you seek father God I ask that your people get into a space of and and a posture of humility after this message father God I ask that this opens their eyes and opens their ears father God to know that who you are in in comparison to us, Father God. I ask that you just show us more of us. Show us more of us, Father God. I ask that you, we remember that we are all sinners and we're all just trying to get to know you more. Father God, and for us to not think more of ourselves than we ought to, Father God, I ask that you remove every spirit of pride in this place, Father God. I ask that you lift every demonic spirit off our bodies that is not of you right now, Father God. And I ask that as we receive your message, Father God, that there be no interruption. I slide us the voice of the enemy with the blood of Jesus, Father God. I ask that you cover us with the blood of Jesus from the crown of our head to the soles of our feet, Father God, and that you bless this message and you increase and I decrease, Father God. I ask that you remove the spirit of fear 
may may fear not be over me and may I speak only the words that you want me to speak father God I ask that if it has to be offensive father God that you you have me speaking in love father God I ask that you you put the words in my mouth and I spit it out father God I, I, I just ask that you use me as your vessel, clean this vessel, Father God. Any filters that may take away or distort your message, Father God, I ask that you remove it. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, I want to get into this because I got my scriptures and everything ready, which is kind of weird for me because I, I almost never have that ready. But today, I feel like I'm going to do it. You know, um... God has been working on me with just speaking the truth and and if it has to be offensive then that's what it is you know and it's not in a way because I, it's, it's 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 out of love it's out of love sometimes we feel like oh you know if you if you love if you love it cannot be offensive but sometimes you know sometimes being offensive is love and it's not the words that I'm saying or how I'm wording it or even my intention is the truth. The truth can sometimes be offensive. And when we withhold the truth, trying not to be offensive to people so much, then we are not living for God. We are living to please man. Let me just say that we are not living for God. We are living to please man. When you are watering down the truth, the words that God has given you to try to, oh, I have to be loved so I can't tell them the truth or I have to twist it and manipulate it for them to get it. And it, and it, and it, and it has to be in a, in a very loving way. They have to receive it or whatever case may be. You are not living for God. You are living for man. There's words that Jesus spoke to the Pharisees. And even though Jesus had a heart full of love, he was love himself. There was words that came out of Jesus' mouth that was offensive and it needed to be. Jesus told, God told Ezekiel, I am sending you amongst hard-headed people. And I will make your your head just as hard as theirs. Okay? I will make your head just as hard as theirs. There are certain things that, that God wants you to speak that is going to be offensive. That does not mean you don't love them. Because if God told you to say it and God is love, then how could it not be of love? Amen. Amen. I really want to amen right now. Because if God told you to say it and God is love, then how could it not be of love? How could it not be? How could it not be? So I just want to say that um, I'm going to jump into this message really, really quick. Uh, So lately, I feel like God has been opening my eyes to um, just a lot of just a lot of um, hypocrisy. Let's say that a lot of hypocrisy, um, which we are all hypocrites to to an extent. I'm a sinner. I'm just a vessel. I'm just a vessel. I'm a sinner myself. Um, this is not judgment. This is not judgment at all. This is a kind and loving rebuke. This is a kind and loving correction coming from a sinner myself because I know that we all do it. But the problem is people who think they don't. The problem is there are people existing who think they don't. And when they are pointed out for their hypocrisy, um, it, it, it's just not the best. Anyways, um, God has been opening my eyes to, um, how should I say it? God, God has been opening my eyes to a lot of judgment. Um, <clears throat> God has been opening my eyes to, um, just a lot, just a lot of living for man a lot of um people pleasing a lot of um a lot of oh distortion that we do of God's word to try to appease and be in good standing with man we know that the word says that if you are in good standing with man okay if you're being praised by the world you are not in good standing with God. I want to say that again. If you are being praised by the world, then you are not in good standing with God. And what I mean by that is that how how could the world love you and you be in a good standing with God? We know that scripture says, we know that scripture says um, 
you know, either you're going to be loved by the, the Lord and hated by the world or loved by the world and, and, and you know, in opposition of God. So we already know that to be true. So how are you favored and loved and praised by everybody? Everybody loves you. You're just, you know, you, you know, you, you're just so great. And, and, and you're actually working in the fullness of God. This is an upside down world. So how could you really be an upstanding, you know, and be praised by people who are opposite? Come on now, we've seen it with Jesus. We've seen it with Jesus. Loved by God, hated by the world. There were people who who loved Jesus and his works and what he did and everything like that. But when Jesus spoke truth, they hated him. They hated him. But Jesus was not bending and compromising and doing all of these things to be praised by the world. That wasn't what he was doing. He says plenty of offensive things. He said plenty of offensive things. And I want to jump into this because here's Proverbs right here. Proverbs 27, 5 through 10. And I'm just going to read um, 5 through 6. He said, better is open rebuke than hidden love. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Profuse are the kisses of an enemy. Now, recently in my life, I've been seeing that and I've been noticing that the, 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 the definition of love, and, and when I say love, y'all, and I mean this in reference to God, Father God, help me get this out. The reference of the, the, the definition of love is so distorted and you see in people's definition of love really what they think about God because God is love. So, um... People's definition of relationships, period, friendships, dating, everything, it first starts with their relationship with God and it plays out in every other area, right? So, um, people who dislike the truth, you know, when, when somebody is speaking it to them, somebody who is very, who gives a lot of resistance, um, and believes that friendship is suffering. My mentor told me, she was like, I want you to write down and I want you guys to follow me. I want you to write down your relate your, your definition of friendship. What does a friend look like to you? Cause I've been going through a lot of things with people who I consider friends. I had been going through a lot of things. There were a lot of things that was just happening and I just didn't understand it because I was like, you know, I thought we were friends and she was like, write down your definition of friendship like what what is a friend to you and she said because I just think y'all have very different different definitions of friends and that does not mean that one is more right than the other no it's not about right or wrong it's about spaces and just acknowledging where people are right now because right now your definition of relationships is changing because you're in a different space with God right so A lot of people's definition of friendship would be a friendship that suffers. And when I say suffers, when I mean suffers, it's like a friendship, somebody who does not say anything and just allows you to do what you want to do in the sake of preserving the relationship, right? So, of course, if you're so and and, and let me say this, when when people are like that, when you're like that, when you when you like friendships where, you know, you would prefer somebody not to tell you the truth. And we don't like to admit it, but to be honest, we do. Um, we prefer people to not tell us the truth. We prefer people to sweep stuff under the rug. We prefer people not to speak about every little thing that we do that offends them. We prefer people to not communicate negative things about us or point out negative things about us. You know, we will rather them to just accept it and say nothing, ignore it and do all of these things just for the sake of the relationship. And what you what you'll learn and what I've been seeing is that it plays out in every area. If you're like that nine times out of 10, you're like that with God. You're like that with him. You're like that with him. You don't allow him to tell you certain truths. You know, you're a little hard-headed. You're a little stubborn. 
about a lot of things, you know, you, you a little self-righteous about a lot of things, you know, no, no. And, and if somebody brings it up to you, no, 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 uh-uh, well, that's just me and you're just going to have to get over it. You're just going to have to accept it. That's a lot of times that's how we are with God. So when we're dealing with relationships, this is how we deal with people because this is how we deal with God and this is how we deal with ourselves. You know, we like to think it's everybody else. We don't like to point the finger and look at us because it starts with us. It starts with us and it starts with our relationship with God and our definition of love because love is God. So if we think love is suffering and not not pointing certain stuff out of, and you know, it's certain things that I'm allowing you to say, it's certain things that I'm not, certain things that I'm okay with you saying, certain things that I'm not, and and this is just where I am, and this is just where I'm at, take it or leave it, you know, and if you if you love me, you have to accept it, and you can't say anything about it, and, and, and this is just where I am, that's because that's the space that they are in with God. Stubborn. Stubborn, don't 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 want to be um convicted about certain things god may be convicting them about these very same things and they may be like well god you know nope that's not god god not saying that that's not true about me hard-headed and um so what i've been noticing and what god has been telling me is there's a lot of saying and not doing There's a lot of, um, <laughs> so yeah, we, and, and let me make this very clear, making a friend, making somebody aware of something is not judgment because we know the word says, don't point out the sawdust in your friend's eyes and you got a whole plank in your eye right but there are certain things that God is going to have you to say and it's not coming from you when you're in a posture of knowing that hey I got my own sins I'm not judging you I'm just telling you I'm not judging you I'm just telling you Matthew 8 15 says if a fellow believer hurts you go and tell him Work it out between the two of you. If he listens, you've made a friend. If he won't listen, take one or two others along so that the presence of the witness will keep things honest and try again. If he still won't listen, tell the church. If he won't listen to the church, you'll have to start over from scratch. Confront him with the need of repentance and offer again God's forgiving love. Take this the most seriously. A yes on earth is a yes in heaven and no on earth is a no in heaven. So... That just pointed out to me that, you know, it's, it's, we don't, we, we often think that because we're all sinners, we can't tell one another, you know, Hey, you know, you, you, this, this is not, you know, this is not right. And then as soon as we tell somebody that it's, you're, you're judging me. No, judging you, judging you would, would be me telling you or condemning you would be me telling you what, what what God thinks about you. I don't know that. Scripture says, who 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 knows the heart of a man? So I don't it's it's, it's not me telling you that I know why you do what you're doing and and you're going to hell because of it. It's not me telling you that. It's me telling you, "Hey, I don't know if you know this, but this is this is what I'm this is what I'm getting." And, and 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 maybe you need to take it back to God and this is something that you need to work on. But this is not me judging you because I got things of my own. But I wouldn't be a friend if I didn't if I didn't tell you this. Take you back to Proverbs when he said it's it's the the rebuke of a friend is is love. Why would you want to have a friend who does not tell you the truth? Why would you want to have a friend who's a yes man? Why would you why would you want to be around people who, who can't correct you? Why would you not want to be corrected if you know we're all sinners? And I want to I wanna get back on topic. I screenshotted some scriptures and it's so crazy because I was prepared, y'all. I was really prepared. And now these screenshots are gone. 
they're gone. I have no idea where they went. Um, oh, okay, here it is. Here it is. Actually, actually, yeah. Matthew 7 1, only God knows our hearts and only he knows whether this person has sincerely put his faith in Christ as his, as his Lord and Savior. Jesus warned, do not judge or you will be judged. But it feels like being judged and correcting somebody, the lines are being very blurred right now. They're being very blurred to the point that People don't even want to speak the truth about something that they're noticing or witnessing about a person because they're scared to be offensive because it's so quick and it's so easily turned to somebody judging. It's not them judging you. It's not them judging you. We know that God uses people. So why wouldn't God send somebody to say something to you? It may be offensive, but if you really think about it, is it the truth? Are they judging you? Did they tell you God's going to send you to hell? Did they tell you God's going to punish you? Did they tell you that God's going to, you know, come down with his mighty right hand? And did they tell you that God's going to do all of that? Because if they did, that's not of God and they're out of place. They're out of place. Because nobody who does not know your heart or know why you're doing, God knows why you're doing stuff. He knows that. Man don't know that, so how can they tell you whatever type of punishment God is going to give you for whatever whatever you're doing? Because God knows why you're doing it. So God knows what he needs to do to get you back on the right path. I can't tell, nobody can tell you what God's going to do about your sins and your mistakes. Because God has a way of knowing just the right thing to do to help and correct. To help and correct his child. He loves his child. But God will send people to speak truth. God is a God of truth. He's 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 a God of truth. So why wouldn't he send somebody to speak truth to you? And again, if they're speaking out of the truth and God told them to speak it, then it's already out of love. You don't have to manipulate it and bend it and do all of these things trying to rub their backs or pacify them when God's like, no, I told you to, t-. and certain things God is going to tell you, I want you to say it just like that. How many times have we seen in the Bible, like, can we stop acting like this is not the same God that is in this Bible? And how many times in the Bible have we seen people, uh, you know, do, do we witness anybody going to anybody watering down? The word of God, and anytime they have deterred from the instruction that God gave them, what did God say? What did God do? That that was disobedience. See, sometimes we think we're outsmarting God, that we know better than God. And I'm guilty of it too. So this is not a thing where, again, this is not a condemnation thing. This is not a judgment thing. This is a truth thing that God has put on my spirit. And I don't know if anybody else is going through it, but I go through it too. And this is a truth thing that God gave to me. Some of us feel like we know better than God. God can tell you in your ear, say this. And you will dance around bushes because oh, I got to, God told me what to say, but I had to make sure I was saying it out of love. I had to make sure I was saying, and God's like, I am love. So would you, would you think you know how to love them better than I do? And yeah, they might be upset with you because I told you what to say, but they're not fighting you. They're fighting me. She said, that's pride thinking about yourself more than you ought to. Because now you you now you getting in God's business. Now you getting in his business. I done told you what to say. And you think you know better than me because you think you love them better than me and you got better judgment than I do. You setting yourself up more than me. You setting yourself up to think you got better judgment than I do. Not even knowing why God may want us to say it exactly the way that He want He wants us to say it. There's been times where God has sent people to say stuff to me exactly, ex- like straight up, straight up. They ain't dance around the subject. They ain't do none of that. And I was upset at first, but also God checked me 
enough for me to tell them, you know what, I, I was upset at first that you said that, but I had to recognize, I had to recognize very quick, I'm not upset with you, I'm upset with me, I'm upset with God. I'm not even upset with God, I take that back, I'm upset with me. Because it makes me uncomfortable about me. It makes me upset with me. Now I feel a certain type of way about me. Because this whole time I thought that I was okay, I was perfect. It tears down that whole persona that you you have built up that, you know, nothing's wrong with you. And when I say nothing's wrong, God didn't make no mistakes on you. But there are some things that has to change. And it tears down that excuse that it's nothing wrong with me. God loves me just the way that I am. And when God sends somebody to rebuke you. Oh, you're upset. How can they say that? They don't know me. You know, da, 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 da. the whole time, if you really, if you really get past that anger, is it true? Is this really an issue for you? And it's, it's better for us to deflect on other people. It's them, 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 but they're not. Truth is, you're not fighting. You're really not fighting them. You're fighting God because any word that God gave to somebody to speak to you, it came from God first. He just, he just told them to say it. They're just being obedient. They're just being obedient. But it's also important, and I want to say this because this is another thing. That does not go to say that every negative thing that comes out of somebody's mouth about you is the truth. You have to have skills to learn how to discern God's voice from the enemy. When people tell you stuff and they rebuke you for stuff, take it back to God. Talk to him about it. God, did this come from you? And if it did, accept that you work it out with God. Don't be going around, see, and don't be going around mad at people because they told you the truth. But then saying you love the Lord, you know, and, 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 I don't even want to say it like that because you know that's not my just that's not my call but but then saying that you know we believe in the word do we live by the word or, or do we not and I every time God shows me something different he's like do you live by the word or do you not so many times in the bible <laughs> I've seen time after time again God set himself up against every idol God has a way of tearing things down. I'm telling you, he has a way of of tearing it all down. Because every time something happens and I'm reading the word and he exposes me to the truth and I'm fighting it. He's like, do you live by my word or do you not? Choose. Because how are you going to say that this is the truth, yet you're fighting me on what I'm convicting you of? Is this true to you or is it not? And that's a choice that I feel like a lot of us have to choose time and after time. And you have to choose the truth time after time and time again. We see, we talk about the the, the shield of armor. We talk about the, the, the body of armor. Where, our, defense, where our, our one weapon is the word. That's the truth. The word is the truth. I read yesterday, the, the word is two things. The word is God, right? The truth about God. The second is the word is one is logos. The other one, is starts with a G. Ganame, something like that. Don't quote me on that, but something like that. But it basically means the, 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 the scripture that is fit and convicted to you. So yes, the, the the word is the entire truth. It's the entire truth. Is God and His and His truth to us? Is God and His um, His words to us? Is God and His truth to us? Is God and His 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 guide for for man? His 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 communication to man for man to us. That's the word. But then the other definition of the word is God's direct his direct scripture and convictions for you. God has a way of reading the word, but of us reading the word and also tailoring it to your life. 
you know, manufacturing, not manufacturing it, but um, just just enter, like weaving it into your life and um, putting it in your life terms, you know, like specifying it, personalizing it. He It has a way of doing that. And that's also the word. That's also the word. We notice when we go through stuff and we're battling certain things, God will give us a certain truth. It comes from the word, it's derived for the word, but it's from the word, but it's personalized to you. So you can use that word, your word, the word that God gave to you specifically for you to fight off whatever it is that you're battling it. That is the word too. And when we're fighting that truth, you know, when God is personalizing scripture for us and when we have this this whole book of scripture for us and we're fighting that, we know this is the truth. We've already chosen to be that when we've professed that Jesus is our Lord and our Savior. When we profess that out of our mouth and we told God, yes, I will live by this word. I will accept this word as the truth. This is the truth. This That's it. Anything that is outside of it, anything that is a manipulation of it is a lie. What we forget is that any, 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 any too far left or too far right from the word is a lie. So when we are, you know, Somebody is coming to us with the truth, y'all. I'm reading Acts, right? And and, and, and I, I went to read Acts because I thought about it for a while. I was like, I want to see how the original church conducted themselves. I wanted to I want to see how the original church operated. Like, how did they go about certain situations? Because sometimes we see in the Bible God interacting with just one person or two people or just a family, but we're talking about an entire church. Like, I know there was conflicts. I know there was issues. I know I know it was all of that in the church. There's people. So, like, I want to know how God will have us go about it. And as I'm reading Acts, um, God just... Hmm. God, I, I'm in this point with God where God is showing me his character, Right? So as I'm reading words on a page, I'm, I'm reading words on a page and I can see the what's going on in the physical realm. But then I'm also understanding what's going on in the spiritual realm, not entirely, but God is showing me certain things um, and, and, and revealing certain things to me about also his character as things are happening in the in the in the physical realm and in. And, and God's moralities and, and principalities, I'm seeing it a lot in how physical things played out in Acts. So in Acts, we've seen um, Peter, right? Um, this was after they got the Holy Spirit, after Jesus died, and they got the Holy Spirit, and they were saying, oh, these people are drunk. And Peter was like, you know, he addressed the crowd, and he was like, these people are not drunk as you suppose it's only nine in the morning no this is what was spoken by the prophet in these last days you know he goes on to say what what was spoken by the prophet Joel and then he said he goes on to say in 22 I'm gonna read to to 25 he said fellow is Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him as yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge, and with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep his hold on him. David said about him. Then he goes on to say what, what David says about him. Right, and I want to get into this part where Peter rebuked them. He goes on to basically tell them the truth about God, you know, all of these truths. And when I say truth, he goes on to tell them about stuff that they already knew. Y'all knew the prophet said this, y'all knew the other prophet said this, you knew this is what you know, um, 
David, somebody that y'all respect said, the Lord said to my Lord, sit in my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. He goes on to tell them all of these truths, right? And I want to find this exact scripture that he said. And when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to people, to Peter and the other apostles, brother, brothers, what shall we do? Peter said, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And I want to say this to say, when they were saying all of this stuff, you know, about how they were drunk and everything like that, Peter didn't say, oh, let me, let me speak to them out of love. You know, why do y'all say this to us? You know, um, it's okay. You know, God, God loves y'all. It's okay. You can, you can say whatever you want to say. It's okay. He, he corrected them. He corrected them with truth. He said, well, we, we know this to be true. We can all, we can all agree with this being true, right? Y'all say y'all believe in God. So you, we can all say this to be true. If y'all know that this is true, why do you, why are y'all acting this way? And he didn't even say, why are y'all acting this way? He just brung up the truth. Scripture. He fought off the lies that they were speaking with scripture, offensive scripture, because the scripture of the scripture went against everything that they were saying about them. And I hope I'm saying this right, Father God. The scripture went against everything that they were saying. And they didn't have to put it in this whole, you know, watered down version or anything like that. He just spoke the truth. He said, y'all, y'all saying we're drunk yet. The, 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 excuse me, Father God. The prophet said that in the last days, his spirit will be poured out and his sons and they will prophesy. But yet you're saying we're drunk. You believe in God, right? So is what the prophet said true or not? You could pick, pick. Is it true or not? And as he was bringing up the truth, fighting off all the lies that they were speaking in the end, they said, well, what shall we do? They were cut to the heart. The word pierced the heart. The truth pierced the heart. And that's the fact that we forget. We feel like we have to dance around it. God, well, I don't want to cut too deep. I don't want to start bringing up scripture. I don't want to speak the truth. And the the thing about it is the truth is not our own. The truth is God's. So you know when you're speaking the word that God gave you, they're not fighting against you. They're fighting against God. Realize that the fight is not yours. If you are walking in obedience with God and you are speaking the truth, stop sacrificing the truth to, to for good standing with man. The truth does not need to be sacrificed for good standing with man because you're actually, if you think about it, we're actually um, discrediting God. We're actually taking away from God and we're actually not doing them any favors we're not doing them any favors we're not helping them the scripture said hold on let me bring it back thank you let me bring it back Proverbs he said better is the open rebuke than hidden love faithful are the wounds of a friend profuse are the kisses of an enemy Hmm. Think the uh, uh, enemy. As many times as I've seen in Proverbs, them say that an enemy will speak beautifully to you. The enemy will will rub your back, tell you what you want to know, comfort you. A friend will openly rebuke you. In Proverbs, I'm saying I want to go to Proverbs so bad. Let me put a bookmark in Acts. Let me put a bookmark in Acts because as many times in, in Proverbs as they said, do not be fooled by the kind words. You know, when they when they speak to your ego, when they rub your back, no, it's okay. Nothing wrong with you. And I'm not telling you to 
to not comfort a friend or anything like that. But when you know your friend wrong and you just sitting there, no, it's okay. You ain't doing them no favors. No favors. Here, okay, Proverbs 28.9. If anyone turns a deaf ear to my instructions, even their prayers are, are detestable. If God's telling you to do something, you got instructions and you know what you should do, God won't even accept your prayers. He won't even accept your prayers. Let me see. Mm-mm-mm. So many times you hear him say, an honest answer is like a kiss on the lips. This is the wise sayings. This is, no, this is further sayings of the wise. This is Proverbs, what, 24, line 26. An honest answer is like a kiss on the lips. Who's more honest than God? Who's more honest than God? God telling you to do something and you didn't manipulated it and did all of that because you felt like you know best and you had to say something out of love but again it's love if God is telling you to say it it's love already you don't need to add nothing to it in scripture thank you Holy Spirit in scripture Jesus said you don't add anything to the word of God don't add nothing It does not need to be added on. By wisdom, a house is built and through understanding it is established. Through knowledge, its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. I'm going in. I am going in. Because... I really want us, you know, Christians really to understand that it's to be a Christian. And I'm speaking for me. And this is a truth that God is telling me. So I'm sharing with you guys. You are not in this boat alone. I am in there with you. I'm learning this with you guys. To be a Christian does not mean you have to be in right standing with everybody to be a Christian does not mean everybody has to like you you don't intentionally go out here hurting people you don't intentionally set out to hurt people's feelings you don't intentionally intend to to mishandle people you don't but you do what God asks you to do even if it offends people because you trust he has the best judgment And if you're on the receiving end of it and you take it back to God, you know, and, and you, and you actually remember that you are a sinner and that there's things that God's God needs to work on with you. And no, just because he wants to work on things with you does not mean he does not love you and he does not accept you the way that you are, but he loves you too much to leave you there. He loves you too much to leave you dead in your sin. Let's talk about the woman who was about to be stoned. I think we forget the end part. You know, we we love the part where Jesus said, and whoever um, whoever is sinless can, can throw the first stone and nobody threw the stone. But let's talk about the end part where he told the woman, leave your sin, sin no more, sin no more. I'm not condemning you, but I'm telling you, sin no more. He said, did did any of them condemn you? She said, no. It's just you here. He said, neither do I. But leave your sin. Don't, Don't sin no more. So, it's not condemning and judging people. But if somebody is telling you sin no more, it's out of love. It's out of love. 
if someone is is and God has nudged somebody to speak to you and give you a word to maybe you've been praying for God to show you what you need to work on maybe you who knows that's between you and God but if God sends somebody to come tell you the truth and even though it it, it, it may hurt and it, it may feel uncomfortable that's what the truth can do it can do that but only a friend would would do that a friend would not leave you dead in your sin and keep telling you it's okay it's okay you don't gotta change you can stay the same is that really you know is that really a friend what's your version of friendship you know who do you think god is because we know god is a friend to us so so god is our friend before anybody else so God, you know, do you know this, this, I'm not even going to say this person, God, you have a relationship with God and that's your friend first. You will want friends that are what? Like God. So if you know God will come and, you know, rebuke you, convict you of some stuff, why wouldn't he send your friends to do the same? Why wouldn't he use your friends, the people are around you? To rebuke you, and maybe it's something you've heard before, which makes it all the more uncomfortable. Who knows? And I say this to say for people who God do want to rebuke people sometimes, who God wants to use to tell people the truth sometimes, and you just you're scared that they're gonna persecute you or they're gonna attack you, they're gonna say you're being judgmental, you're this and you're that, or whatever the case may be. And that is a lie from the pits of hell. It's important to be in a posture of remembering that you're in the same boat as them. You may not be convicted about the same things, but you have your own convictions. We all have our own things going on, but we are to help one another. We are to be honest with one another. Not leaving each other dead in their their sins. And you know it. She knows it. He knows it. We all know it. And, And nobody wants to, not even nobody wants to, God to nudge everybody to say something. And everybody's like, no, you know, we speak out of love. We don't judge. It's not judgment. It's not judgment. I have the God has me looking at the definition right now. Judging is condemning a person for their sin and piously looking down on them for their lowly position. <clears throat> piously meaning deeply religious dutifulness. Accountability is when you see a brother or sister sinning, you point out their sin and love and help guide them towards the right path because you know the path they are going down is harmful. Recognizing that they are sinning is not judging. It is facts. How you respond determines if you are judging or holding one another accountable. So it's not judging pointing out truth. It's judging when you're condemning them, telling them God's going to do X, Y, and Z, and you know, thinking you're better than them. That's that's judging. But recognizing, hey, I got my I got my own stuff too. We all working on some stuff, you know. And it, and if I had some stuff that I need to work on, and you don't tell me, I don't know what type of friend you are. So, um, yeah, God, I, I hope I got this out the best way that I can. Y'all know I'm not the most organized. God is working on me with that. Sometimes I just get so deep and stuff because I really feel it. I really feel it because I go through it. I live it. This is something that I'm experiencing and I'm learning from. And I'm just telling y'all as I go through it. So I may not have the best words or the perfect words because I have yet to be on the other side of it, but I'm pouring out as I'm, as I'm going through stuff, I'm, I'm pouring out and I'm, I'm pouring into you guys because 
when God is pouring into me and he's teaching me stuff in the middle of my storm, even though I don't even know what it looks like on the other side and I may have not mastered it, but this is something that he's exposed to me. This is a revelation he's given me and I want to do my best to give it to you guys. So sometimes I just get so deep into it and I, um, I tend to go in my head because I'm thinking back on situations where I've been convicted of it. But moving forward, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better because I don't live for man. I live for God. And this is me choosing him yet again. This is him exposing something to me where I need to work on an area I need to work on. And him giving me the option. Sometimes God is, sometimes, I'm not even going to say sometimes. Revelation is God giving us another option. This is God opening our eyes up to the way out. And he's exposed me to the way out. He's exposed me to the truth about a certain situation. And he's telling me this is something that you can hold on to as you're going through this. This is something that I need you to start putting into practice so that you can continue to to walk with me and better your life. And, and you know, because, yeah, and better your life because he's not doing it to us. He's doing it for us. So this is him giving me yet another stepping stool and another stepping stone that I need to work on in my life. So as he's exploring and exposing these things to me, I want to give it to y'all because I genuinely want all of us to live the lives that God has for us. And there may be some misconceptions out there, some misunderstandings, some and just some confusion on these topics. So my whole purpose behind this podcast is really to help y'all as I go through things. I do not master it all. I'm a sinner just like you guys. We may be in different spaces. We may be in different areas of our lives. But I'm a sinner just like you guys. So if there's something that I can do to help and and, and help guide you guys through this, then I'm, I'm more than willing. I'm more than willing and I want it for you guys. I, I want to be a, a good, a good um, influence in your lives. I want to be a positive and a, and a truthful and more than more than that, out not even likable. You know, even if I don't, I'm not likable, that's fine as long as I'm being truthful and I'm offering truth. It may be a different perspective than what you've taught, you've been taught. It may be something that you haven't even yet been exposed to, but for when you get here, you know, or when you get there and and when you go through it, you you have this option in your mind because you've heard it, you've been exposed to it. So um, I, I truly believe that that's God's intention throughout this podcast is just to expose the truth and to, um, yeah, just just expose it, emphasize it, and, and get it out there. So um, I, I hope this really does help you guys. I am praying for you guys within your journey. Um, I'm, I hope that I just do my part. I hope that I just do my part, even if it's just one person that's changed after this, even if it's just one person who knows how to make better decisions, even if it's just one person who wants to reach to God, even if it's just one person who, um, whose, whose life is, is, is a little brighter you know, at the end of this, then I'm okay with that. So, Father God, I ask that you bless them. You cover them in the blood of Jesus. You bless their homes. Um, bless their coming out and their going in, Father God. I ask that you cover them with the blood of Jesus from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet, Father God. Open their minds. Father God, I ask that this just, again, um, makes them want to invite you in, Father God. I ask that we all put this into practice, even me, myself, Father God. I ask that you just... We remind, we remember who you are, Father God, and you be patient with us in our process, Father God. We know that you love us and we love you. Um, expose us to more of us, Father God. I ask that you, you just get us in right standing with our, within ourselves. Because when we're in right standing within ourselves, we can be in, in, in better standing with people, Father God. And whatever that looks like outwardly, but we know that we are treating people and dealing with people in a way that you 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 would be proud of in a way that you you would sign off on that you would you know you would say good job for it so and in the end we want to know that you you you're saying that we fought the good fight that's that's the end it's in jesus name i pray amen 
So you guys, um, yeah, I, I really do love you guys. I love you guys. And because um, the, the end goal is to get up there and have God say, you fought the good fight. You fought the good fight. We were wise in our decisions. We put every word into practice. We helped one another. We loved one another. We did what was best, even when it was hard, even when it was difficult, even if, even if it was uncomfortable. You know, uh, you never want to love, my friend said this, you never want to love a friendship more than you love the person. You never want to value a friendship over the person because valuing a, a friendship over the person will have you doing stuff to preserve the friendship, but that isn't really right for the person. So, um, yeah, I will leave you guys with that. Pray for it. Take it back to God. Mwah. Good night.